Hey guys, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, featuring the Jock Doc Podcaster himself, Dr. London Smith. Jock Doc Podcasting his way to the top of the charts and the top of your hearts. Introducing Jock Doc Podcaster Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. London Smith.com. I would like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as uropropherinogen decarboxylase and crimony, so I'll try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Hey, Dr. London. How are you feeling today? Hey, I guess I guess I'm feeling all right. And, and you? That's good. Well, you know, I... Honestly, this is something I wanted to talk about. I've been thinking a lot lately about how we should probably be kind of more honest and open with the struggles that we have, maybe with health or physical issues or things like that, just to uh, encourage our listeners to, you know, not be embarrassed by those things. Okay, yeah. that that's... You know, talking about it openly sort of kind of opens the, the way for communication and for people to be able to accept who they are. So, for example, I want to be able to share, like, uh, I struggle with acid reflux issues, right? Yes. Oh, sure. Like, that's just a simple thing. Yeah. Is there anything that you that you struggle with, Dr. Linden? That's pretty common. Yeah, sometimes um, a physical fitness, it's really hard to make yourself, you know, exercise as regularly as you should and to eat right. That's a physical ailment for, for you or... No, I'm sorry. We, so I, yeah, no, I just didn't realize you were so perfect. No, no, that's that's fine. That's great. Um, but you know, like uh, you know, that other things that I struggle with. Um, one is I can't remember most days. Oh. Um, like if someone were to ask me where I was 37 weeks ago at 2 p.m., um, I I'm gonna be honest. I I, I don't think I could answer. Oh, 30, 37 weeks ago. I, I would just draw a blank. So that's, I mean, if it, unless it's like a holiday or an important day or a recent day or like I did something cool that day, for sure, then I'm going to remember that easily. But if not, then I just completely blanks. And that's, I mean, that's something that I really struggle with. Well, yeah, normally at this point I would say like, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. But, you know, that's that's actually pretty normal to not remember specifics from, you know, days that far gone. You know, another thing that, I mean, and honestly, I've had this since I was a kid. Just, just a little boy. That's now. I'm just thinking about. I, I'm sorry. I get lost in it sometimes. But um, you know, sometimes math. When I'm when I'm trying to do math, I need like a like a like a pencil and paper. Um, I can't just do it okay. in my head. And you know, wow. that's something that I think. Um, I think once you've lived with that in your entire life, then it really sort of changes your outlook on everything. Yeah. Are you talking about, you know, like a simple math or like a difficult math problem or because, yeah, some problems are big enough that you kind of have to do write it out. I know. I know. I I have to write it out. You don't have to 
say, you have to write it out. I, I know that. I'm telling yeah. you that I struggle with this issue, Dr. London. You don't have to be like, oh, yeah, if it's complicated, then you have to write it out, Cameron. Yeah, I know that. I'm trying to be honest yeah, I'm sorry. here. And- I'm sorry if I was implying that that I was trying to command you. I'm just, whenever I say you have to write it out, I mean generally people usually have to write it out if it is a difficult. I'm just trying to be upfront with my the diseases that I have that I've been infected with. I can't guess the temperature so, exactly. I'm usually off by like three or four um, degrees. and oh, like Just the temperature outside? Yeah. And, you, you know, yeah, of course, that might not seem like a serious thing. But on those days in the early spring or sort of late fall when you don't really know if you need to wear like short sleeves versus a long sleeve and the difference of five-ish degrees can really make a huge difference. Yeah. I, uh, sometimes I guess wrong. And... um then you end up with sweaty arms <laughs> or cold arms, which could, sometimes is even worse. I'm not saying this makes me a bad guy. In fact, I, I accept my flaws and these are the special things that make me, me Dr. London. Okay. And I don't want to, to, to take away from, you know, the, the identity that you've found within your illness, but I, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm copying, but, Aside from the acid reflux. Oh, is that something copying? Is that something that you're you struggle with too? No, I'm just I'm saying that everything except for the acid reflux problems, you know, I have dealt with at one time or another, even as an adult. That's incredible. And it, it, it is so brave of you to admit that. And I'm shocked we haven't discussed these things. We have we have closed off a section of our friendship that could have been open communication this entire time. Something we could have encouraged each other with, but we were too afraid to talk about it. One thing I've struggled with, I mean, struggled with since I was a ba- I was a baby. And honestly, this is, you know, my mom struggles with it and my dad struggles with it too. But I hate the taste of fish. Aww. Okay. I just hate it. Blech. Yeah, okay. And that's, once again, some people just don't like a fishy taste. And see, this is one where I would actually break off a little bit and say that I, I do eat fish sometimes. Wow. Yeah, no, uh, it, you know, I, it's to be someone who hates fish is not an, not an easy person to be in this world because yes, most people are like you, Doctor London. I know, but I'm accepting my flaws again. You keep throwing them back in my face. I'm just really trying to be encouraging to our listeners. Mental health is actually really important too, and and that's something that we need to talk about. A lot of people struggle with depression and things like that, and. One thing that I've struggled with, yes, yes. I haven't always struggled with this. It's really more um, recent advancement, but you know, my ideas lack courage and that's sort of a mental illness that I've, I've really struggled with over the last few years. Your ideas lack courage. Yeah, that's right. It's not easy to say. I would like to be like most people with the most courageous ideas imaginable. And I'm going to therapy for it too. You know, I, I I think therapy is something that we should really encourage. When you say that your ideas lack courage, do you mean like yeah, they like, aren't like the courage the cowardly dog? Yes. Or I know that the cowardly the lion who lacks courage. You know, both those things. Yes, it's like those things, Doctor London. I guess what I mean is, are you saying that your ideas aren't? Um, I guess new or like pushing boundaries enough it could be that in terms of it just lacks the courage um of a lot of ideas and you know and that's not the only thing um one another uh you know mental health issue that i've had 
Um, and I've had for a long time, honestly, on, I, probably since I was a teenager, not since I was a kid, but um, like, what if like the color blue that I see is different than like the color blue you see? Okay, so once again, this sounds like just kind of more of a realization than a mental health issue because, you know, it, it could be that each of us sees a different color and has a label for that color and that's um, something that and then the other you know worked on a lot and struggled through especially during my college years and but i mean i'm still to this day i'm sort of haunted with um this this illness and i know it's not me it's not me yet i can embrace who i am in spite of it and so some mornings when i wake up and i'm i'm like what if the color blue that i see is different than the color blue that you see <clears throat> yeah and i and it's okay know, and, and it's okay that that happens it's okay yeah yeah i'd say that it's it's very okay and it's because that sounds more like i, I don't want to minimize you know what you're going through because that if these revelations are a lot for you to handle then maybe therapy is appropriate for that. I'm i'm glad you're going to therapy camera that's really the bottom line thank you yeah uh i guess for for me if 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 you want me to contribute a little bit this is kind of related um whenever i try to picture something in my mind you know and you're supposed to be able to close your eyes and picture something i can't do that nothing appears you know on my eyelids uh ha 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 so that's a funny joke i'm trying to be serious here about things illnesses that people actually deal with and you're talking about you can't project a movie on your eyelids yeah i'm sorry it's just it's one of those things where i feel like other people describe their being able to make thoughts into pictures and it doesn't kind of work with me like it's okay and maybe oh. yeah, i don't i don't think i need to go to therapy for mine that's fine yeah that i mean that is tricky but i think your brain might just be dumb like i don't know if that's necessarily like an issue as much as like a mm, lack of creativity. Okay. Just broken brain. Anyway, broken brain. Is that a anyway, thing? Is that is that a, is that broken brain syndrome? I, you know, I I might have to look that one up. You'll have I, to, yeah. We can move on from there. Okay, okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so that was our producer Cameron. Uh, also with us is Digital in the House. I've been thinking a lot lately we should be more honest and open with the struggles that we have. The struggles that we have. Maybe with health or physical issues or things like that. I struggle with acid reflux issues. Acid reflux. I can't remember most days. Acid reflux. When I'm, when I'm trying to do math, I need like a, like a pencil and paper. Acid reflux. You know, my ideas lack courage. 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 You know, my ideas lack sort of a mental illness that I have I've really struggled with. Really struggled with.
tell us that we can expect a special guest, uh, a a big doctor, big time doctor who's been making the headlines. That's right, Doctor London. Wow, and so, and this is one of those ones where like it's been so in the news, and I don't want to spoil it yet, but it's just been all these radical breakthroughs and. Um, it's been this one doctor kind of at the helm of all this research and also some pretty questionable ethical methodology. So I, you know, I'm really excited to unpack this with the guest. Yeah, I don't I'm not you banned me from reading the news. That's that, that's really rude to like be talking about people, headlines and all that stuff. You said I'm not allowed to read the news anymore because it was radicalizing me every which way constantly. The way you. You kept saying that you wanted this podcast to be the face of cancel culture made me think that if you were too aware of the current culture, you would force that onto the show. So, I, yeah, I've, I've been trying to restrict some of what you can, what, what you have access to. Yeah, that's censorship, by the way. Yes. For, for you specifically. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, in a in a sense. But anyway, um, before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. If you'll remember, I actually I found a real physical mailbox, um, kind of recently with our real physical fan mail. But uh, it's so, so that mailbox has been filled with what appears to be a badger, um, and. The badger appears to see the fan mail as more of its own urine-soaked sleeping pad. So fortunately, after some time, um, a lot of pleading, I did manage to get one soiled letter from my neighbor's uh, apparent new pet. Did you use your hands to get the letter, or did you... Yeah, okay, so the method... Okay, Yeah. Like. so... Yeah, how did you get the thing out? Because I'm... I'm I've been holding your hand this entire time, and I'm questioning whether or not that should be allowed. Yeah, so for this, I had to sort of construct a suit because, you know, when I said I was pleading with a badger, I had to get up close to make eye contact, you know, because it kept on huddling away. Okay. So. Did you uh, use your hands to pick up the urine-soaked letter? Not that easy a question to answer. It's not that simple. So, and part of this, I did, I guess you didn't see the finished product, but you were helping me with a little bit of the construction. So. I made sort of this this wooden suit essentially. We we had some some spare lumber from a construction project, so I made this sort of it was kind of like in that that Iron Man suit, like the the one from the cave in that movie, mm-hmm. but out of wood mm-hmm. and then wrapped together with string each of the parts. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, whenever I went to the badger to get the letter. So I picked it up, and it didn't touch my hands, but it did drip onto my hands, uh-huh. if that's what you're asking. And then, I, so I pulled it out like that. I guess I just want to know, for, I mean, for people listening, Dr. Lund and I have been holding hands this entire time. This is not a normal thing, and no, this is not an announcement that me and Dr. London are in a relationship. Dr. London is going to help me cross the street later, and I need like an hour of preparation with that. That is just, that's just something I got to deal with. And so that, this, but now I'm concerned. We've been holding hands in preparation for crossing the street after the podcast. Do you have badger piss soaked hands? Not soaked. 
I've been intermittently letting go of your hand to eat a big bag of chips. One question I have. Is this what you meant by a, a courageous thought? But no. Holding hands crossing the street? No. Courageous thought would be like um, the Andy Warhol painting that's like Campbell's Soup. Okay. I guess I'm not positive that I follow, but in any case, so that... that I'm, I'm, I'm positive you don't follow. Don't worry. So. Okay. Well, the note that I was referring to that Cameron's Concerned had some urine on it, uh, that note reads, quote, Tell that to Pete. He is constantly on his phone, and I think he is having an affair with some Alexa, but she has a very stupid voice. She is probably sick in the head and disabled in speech. End quote. So, um, first of all, thank you so much to this listener for reaching out to us. You know, we, we love to hear back from our listeners. Um, to answer your question, you know, maybe try not to make fun of this, this Alexa person because of their disabilities. Uh, you know, we've already been talking about mental health in this episode, and, you know, she may not be a great listener or a speaker. Uh, I think a lot of us have had encounters with an Alexa in our lives, um, but she probably has a lot of admirable qualities. Yeah. So, you know, I think on that, I don't really want to comment, you know, on this fight that you're having with her. It's more, I'm going to try to respect maybe they need a mental health day, you know? And sometimes with, with Alexa, um, you know, sometimes you just got to be able to turn it off and turn it back on again. You know what I mean? And, Mm. and sometimes that, that, yeah, mental health day, that's a great way to, to describe it. Just sort of taking a day for yourself, turn yourself off and turn it back on again. And then, you know, if you're getting a red ring, that's that means you've muted yourself. You know what I mean, and you want that yes. blue ring mm-hmm. going on. Okay. All right. Well, um, now for today's medical topic: hypersensitivity pneumonitis, also known as extrinsic allergic alveolitis. Hypersensitivity pneumonitis is a condition in which the inhalation of an antigenic agent to the alveolar level, which is the level of the lungs where gas exchange happens, um, that antigenic agent induces an immune-mediated pneumonitis. So uh, chronic exposure to this may lead to restrictive lung disease. And there's a, there are a variety of organic dusts and chemicals that have been implicated. Some of these that are caused uh, yeah, by... That's... That's something I got too. Organic dust. Yeah, you mean like just the dust around the house? No, I, I wish. My doctor has been saying that whenever there's a really strong wind, if I'm standing outside, then it's starting to blow pieces of my bones away. You, your doctor said this. Yeah, and who, it just who is your doctor? Well, we haven't traded names yet. Um, okay, but we did. That's normally the first thing a doctor. We does. did just trade yeah. Snapchats, so I'm sort of I'm hoping to hear back and maybe, maybe when we get a little closer, I'll, I'll figure figure all that stuff out. But yeah, my bone. I mean, if there's a strong wind, I'm mean, yeah, 
I just it's bone dust blown in the wind. Do you think that maybe it could just be du- just dust that was already on the wind? And it's not necessarily your dust on the wind. Like wind is a physical object. Oh yeah, let me put a sticker on the wind, Doctor London. But you've seen stickers blowing in the wind, right? That was a very specific question that I want to spend some time thinking about. Continue on your lesson. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, some of these um, that are caused by spores can include things like uh, moldy hay that results in farmer's lung. Uh, You can have avian droppings resulting in bird breeder's lung. Uh, You can have air conditioner lung. You can have uh, bagasosis caused by moldy sugarcane and mushroom worker's lung due to inhaled compost. Now, um, that, the I mean, that, of, that is something that I've, I've struggled with with a long time. Moldy sugar. You know, I, that's, uh, I mean, I'll, that's honestly something since, uh, I've, since I have, I've had since I was a kid. You, you struggle with, well, you mean like you struggled with being around moldy sugar cane? No, it's just the, my bag of sugar is moldy. And it's been that way since I was a kid. And, you know, I wish I could say, oh, yeah, let me go just bake these cookies. But I can't. I have to tell people my sugar, my sugar's moldy. Okay, I guess I'll, t- I'll just breeze because we, we do want to finish this lesson. But, like, most people haven't been carrying around the same bag of sugar since they were a kid. But uh, the presence of serum IgG and IgA antibodies to the inhaled antigen is a hallmark finding. Um, Although many individuals may have these antibodies without developing disease, the acute form has flu-like features such as fever, chills, cough, and dyspnea, or difficulty breathing. Uh, Chest x-ray during the acute phase will typically show uh, pulmonary infiltrates. As I said, the chronic form is a little bit more insidious, more difficult to diagnose, which is why we take a good history. Uh, treatment involves removal of the offending agents and also sometimes glucocorticoids. I haven't seen a sticker flying in the wind, but I what I have seen is it was like a bumper sticker. It was it was a Calvin bumper sticker, and you know he's peeing on stuff, and he's peeing actually on Hobbs, which I thought was interesting. Usually the Calvin peeing sticker, it's like he'll pee on. Maybe like a sports team they don't like or something like that. Mm-hmm. This was just him peeing on Hobbs, and Hobbs was loving it. Like Hobbs was like rolling on the okay. ground laughing about it. I don't you know. Saw this just in the wind. No, 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 no. I saw this on a car, but the sticker was peeling, and so the wind was kind of like, kind of like blowing okay, it back and forth okay. a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's an example of what it's like for. So, so things can be carried by the wind as well. I know you're. Anyway, it's it's fine. The, kind of neither here nor there. We, if it's if it's okay with you, we can move on from yeah. there. Okay. I've been very brave today, doctor. Yes. Uh good. Yeah. I I okay. All right. Uh so Cameron, I you know, I, like I'm just very surprised that you managed to book this guest. Uh, cause normally we don't get, you know, so many high profile guests, but as I was saying, are you surprised that they'd be willing to do this show? Or are you surprised that I did a competent job? Okay. Well now, 
now I feel like you're kind of putting me in a corner here. Usually, just compared to the usual, you usually find people, say, at... Well, like it used to be at the supermarket. Lately, it's been you specifically... Pharmacies. Yes. You, and you, you'll jump the counter at the pharmacy, and then you'll shake down a pharmacist, have them tell you someone that they know... Yeah. And you aren't specific on what you want. It's usually just like a cousin or like Yeah. A, and then like they You just maybe even like a maybe even like a cousin's classmate, like not even the cousin. That's pretty, that is really common. You say give me a name and they don't like there's no context for it. So that's yeah. that's the usual. But you'd be surprised how many people answer immediately. Like they were waiting for someone to be like give me a name. There's something going on, you know? Yeah, like okay, that that someone was going to come demand that of them and it just happened to be you. For a lot of these people, it was not surprising to them that someone was shaking them down and screaming, you know, give me a name. Right. Which I would say that alone justifies me getting their friends and cousins on the show. Yeah. So anyway, in contrast to that method, and I, well, I don't know what method you used for this, but um, this is a doctor who's been, well, they've been referring to this as, and you know, kind of a hyperbole, but almost not really. It's Dr. Brain. So they've been at the head of all this, you know, neural regeneration research and simultaneously, and like, it it just boggles the mind how they're doing it. But like, uh, there's, they're also very big into stem cell research in a separate department. Like it's, it's been so huge what they've done. And yeah. Yeah, because it's not just like involved in stem cell research. I mean, it's we're talking about cloning. We're talking about yes. all sorts of. We're talking about genetic modifications. You know, at the head of virology, they're they're the ones coming out with vaccines. I'm just I'm so excited to have this particular. Per- I have so much to learn from from Doctor Brain, and I hope that they don't mind if I refer to them as that. It's, it's almost a character name it, anyway. Um, all right, uh, h- hello there to. Uh, to Dr. Brain. Okay, so actually, um, that's my mom, Dr. Brain, actually, but I'm actually her daughter, uh, so, um, I'm gonna be your guest today instead because she can't actually come right now, actually. Um, uh, okay, well, so my name is DrLondonSmith.com, and this is our producer, Cameron. Hi. Hi. Glad to, I'm happy to see you again. I'm glad, I'm happy, uh, you know. Right, what, again? Well, yeah, but I thought, oh, I thought you were Dr. Brain. Oh, yeah, Bill. It's because a lot of the people think that because I have her same eyes as her. And so sometimes people think that I'm Dr. Uh, Brain, but actually she's my mom. But she couldn't really come because she had too much mommy medicine last night. You Do you guys have ever mm. know the mommy medicine? It's like the really um, big medicine that comes in like the really big bottles. I am... I'm not a mommy, so I'm not exactly sure. But my mommy did have like a mommy medicine, but it wasn't a big bottle; it was in a, like a syringe. Oh, yeah. My well, my mommy sometimes has a syringe too, but mostly she has uh, the big bottle. She gets it from she gets it from the doctor's office. It's down our street, but it's not the kids' doctor's office. It's the grown-up doctor's office. I think his name is like mm-hmm. Lyquower, Lyquower. Or something. It's kind of hard to say. <sighs> Like we're, yeah. I mean, d- doctors can come from all over the world, so sometimes they have crazy names like that. And yeah, that's okay. It sounds like you're trying to say yeah. liquor. Uh, 
like, well, it's kind of, it's just kind of hard to say, like, we're, but, yeah, like, kind of like liquor, kind of like that, but she, she goes there a lot, she gets her medicine every night, because she says I give her headaches. Oh, are you talking about Dr. Lycor Spirits? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I... I've never been to that guy, but I've heard awesome things. Yeah, my mommy likes him a lot. She goes there a lot of the uh, time. And I I mean that's pretty cool. You can't you can't make enough doctor yeah. visits, you know what I mean? And Dr. London knows that. He's making all that cashola every time someone walks in the office. Well, I mean, we do limit doctor visits, you know, depending on the need. I feel like we're getting off So Cameron, did you and I, you know, uh, I'm sorry. What what was your name? You said S- Sammy. Was that right? Yeah, my name is Sammy. Um, Sammy Brain is what I call myself because they call my mom Doctor Brain, so I like to say Sammy Brain. But that's not my real na- last name. That's just my nickname that I made myself. Okay. Um. All right. So so I guess so. Cameron, my question is: so I thought we were going to get that you know that scientist, this leading medical research scientist who's been just like destroyed just all over the headlines yeah well i mean that's who i thought it was okay you did not seem surprised that it was you know it but an eight-year-old child yeah because i i i just thought that was dr brain and i got confused okay but so actually and I was but, like, this- okay, I, I'm not trying to interrupt, but I hear you guys talking that you're trying to just talk to my mom, but interrupt, interrupt as I'm much just, as you want. I got to say, I'm pretty smart. So you can still talk to me because did you know, I even know what a billion plus hundred is. I even know what a billion plus hundred is. I'm pretty smart. So I mean, no, you don't. There's no way. Prove it. It's like, I, I think it's like a hundred, a billion hundred. I think it's a billion, a billion hundred. Wow. I, I mean, I don't know, because I, how would I know? I couldn't know such a thing, but that sounds right to me. I mean, uh, so yeah. Um, okay. So I really, so I had a lot of questions, kind of ready for this, you know, for for Doctor Brain, and I don't, uh, I like, I, I'm just kind of in, kind of a different headspace for. For 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 this guest, you know who's in a different headspace. My mommy. This morning she woke up. Oh my goodness, her head was hurting so bad. And I don't think uh. the doctor's giving her the right medicine because sometimes the medicine makes her not even get out of bed even like this morning. Wow. And you know we're talking about the different illnesses and struggles that people have. Um, and you know, I really, I really, really feel for your for your mom. She sounds like a brave, a brave woman. Yeah. The way you said, yeah, sort of seems like you're uneasy. You don't think that she's like a brave woman? Well, I mean, I mean, she's like really brave, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what brave means. You guys, what does brave mean? Brave was a 2012 you- Pixar film about a little scottish oh, little scottish yeah. girl and my so, mom has red hair so yeah she's yeah. really brave she has really red curly hair yeah, just like her Dr. wow Brain that's incredible has that but she's look yeah she doesn't have any dragons though i i think that one had dragons i'm not sure probably i who's to say and is there is there any chance that your mom's around and she could maybe come and uh like 
she, is she in the house? Because she's spared just like five minutes. Well, she's kind of busy right now. She's with she's with my friend. Do you know my friend Steve? I I'm not sure. Uh, Steve, who? Well, it's because he's my friend. He comes over to our house all the time. Yeah, he plays with me. He's really nice. Do you know my friend Steve? I don't think. I mean, I'm once again. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank here. How do you, how do you like how how do you guys know Steve? Well. I'm not supposed to talk about Steve in front of my dad, though, because one time I did, and he got really mad, and he punched the wall. Mm. And then there was even a hole in the wall, and then my mom went to the doctor, and she got a lot more medicine. So, yes, Steve comes over now a lot, but he comes over when my dad is gone for work only. But my dad's gone for work a lot. So now Steve's over right now. So my mom's kind of, she doesn't like me to talk interrupt her when she's when my friend steve is over yeah and you know i think it's important to maintain friendships outside of a relationship you know what i mean it's so common that everyone when they get into a relationship just ditches their friends but you know even even if your dad punches a hole in the wall you know i I think that's pretty cool that she maintains a social life like okay and so there's no Okay. Okay. So this is what we have. We're not gonna. We're not gonna get a hold of the actual Doctor Brain. Um, Can we hear about? I mean, do you ever watch your your mom work? Like, do you have? Has your mom been working on anything lately? Yeah. Well, she works sometimes. But then, well, so I was watching her work the other day, and then I was saying, "Mom, mom, mom," because I wanted her to look at something cool I made because she doesn't really pay a lot of attention to me, but it's okay. But then she said I was being soul-sucking. And I don't know what a soul is. Do you guys know what a soul is? Yes, yeah, Soul is actually an upcoming Pixar film that I believe is coming out just, in, I mean, pretty soon. Um, and it's about Jamie Foxx and uh, I think music is involved. Yes. Well, then why was I being soul-sucking? I don't really get it. Uh, I don't, I'm not a doctor. This is, this is all, you know, probably jargon that I don't understand. Dr. London, can you translate a little bit here? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so there's the soul of your shoe. Uh, I'm sure she didn't mean it. I like, maybe she was just busy at the time and, uh, yeah, my mom is busy a lot. Yeah. So. And maybe Cameron's question was pretty good in terms of, you know, what, um, you know, what's been the latest uh, development? I mean, once again, she's been in the news, but uh, there are rumors going around that she has found a way to, you know, not not wait on the body to reconnect uh, nervous tissue. Like she she found a way, a material that can actually make that connection separately uh, without all the, you know, the long recovery time that that's usually happening. So, uh, do you, do you have any info about that, about, uh, nervous tissue regeneration? <laughs> well, Kaida, do you want to know how many tissues I can stuff up my nose? I'd be interested in that. I can stuff up like at least seven tissues on my nose. Yeah. I mean, do we want to test this out? Dr. London, do you have any tissues we can use? uh yeah yeah no i i do i do um here let me i didn't realize do you guys think you be... can do more tissues than me more than seven yeah. i i don't even think you can do seven so we're just gonna make you prove that real quick but, Go ahead but and pull up. how many do you think you could do 
I think probably two, just because of the I have two nostrils. Yeah, I'd, I'd be okay. more in the the lower range as well, unless you gave me unless you get it wet first, or if I'm really snotty. Oh yeah, if I can chew on it a little bit first, then yeah, maybe maybe we can talk about different numbers. Well, I always chew on my tissues before I put it up my nose. Oh, okay, actually. okay. So that's the honestly, I don't I don't know how many I can fit up there. I, we should all try this real quick, Doctor Lennon. Can you can you give yeah, me a few of those? Let's pass this around. Okay. All right, and then I've got a stuff right there. You got to chew it and first. Then, oh yeah. Pop a couple in my mouth, Dr. Lundin. Okay. And uh, this is going really differently from how I thought today would go. Okay, and then we're going to stuff that up there. And I'm going to stuff that up there. And then... Okay, and so I believe that's two. So I think that's that's all I can do. I actually already have seven, actually. Oh wow! I, I guess that that's well, impressive. You can just—I'm just gonna throw those on the ground. Someone will pick them up later. Ugh. Thanks. You came here with seven tissues up your nose already. Yeah, I kind of keep them up my nose all the time. That's why I sound a little congested. Okay. Because you your your airflow is congested, but just not by like mucus or normal things, just by tissues that you put up there. Yeah, it's kind of like... And that's science. It's science, and it's like my kind of like my safety blanket. Because I don't get hugs a lot, and it kind of feels like someone's giving a hug in my face if I keep the tissues up there. Yeah. Plus, if you deprive yourself of oxygen a little bit, you kind of get a little high. What so. do you mean? What's hot? Um, it's like a hug for your brain. Oh, yeah, I feel it all the time. Like I said, I don't get a lot of hugs, so that's why yeah. I put the tissues in my head. Yeah, Okay, so, and I don't want to, you know, go too far. I know you guys were excited about the stuffing tissues up your nose, but this is a medical education podcast, so I want to try to kind of get get from this interview what we can. Um, Dr. Lana, did you have a specific question, or were you just going to ramble on about tissue? You keep bringing up tissues over and over again. I don't know what your obsession is with it. Yeah, so... Um, so one of the things that Sammy has been able to see, uh, that, that we aren't privy to is how, you know, how this doctor manages her life, um, how Dr. Brain really, I don't know, whenever, whenever life gets difficult and stressful, whenever she's handling so many projects, you know, up for Nobel prize, uh, how she kind of deals with her daily life. So, um, I, I guess, Basic questions. Well, I, I believe. I mean, I believe uh, she won that Nobel Prize by default because everyone that she was competing with mysteriously disappeared in that train accident. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't gonna really go for these kinds of topics because that's you know maybe no no no. I'm just saying she won the Nobel Prize. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I didn't say that she won because it's been so. Kind of hotly. Do you guys want to see who can make the best trade noise? Yeah. It's my very good. Yeah, harder with the tissues in your nose, I would think. Yeah, what can you guys beat me, do you think? Um Okay, and I guess I guess our listeners It's not starting. Here, hold on. 
It's not. I can't get it. I can't get it started. Do you still have the just, tissues in your nose? Let me just put my foot on the gas a little bit. I can't get out of the way. Okay, so Cameron, I think you might have been demonstrating, you know, unlike what Sammy suggested, uh, I think you that was a car, not a train. Yeah, it was a car that was dragging like two miles of other cars, which is a, basically a train. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so maybe if we could talk about, you know, maybe let's not get into the sort of mysterious things that happen around that Nobel Prize situation, but we could talk about the prize itself and why what? i mean dr lena i think we maybe should talk about this you you keep fawning over this dr brain and i i listen dr brain i've read the i've read the headlines even though i thought she was an eight-year-old girl i i you know I, I i respect her too but i mean you you can't ignore some of the controversies i mean actually same have you seen any sort of like weird things going on in the house i mean there's been lots of talk about her genetic modifications but i know that's a lot of like hearsay and stuff but have you ever seen anything strange well actually i don't really know what your this word strange means because i mean in my kitchen we have jars like big mason jars um with liquid and then inside the liquid is there's some things in all of them like different kind of like floating things and some of them kind of look like body parts but like probably not actually really body parts but like they might be because i don't really know but then we have about um, maybe i don't know i can't really count past 200 so maybe 705 but i can't really count that high of those jars, you mean? Of the of the jars, and then there's the, the, some things in some of the jars, and some of them kind of scare me because I'll walk into a room and then I'll be like, "Well, there's an eyeball looking at me in a jar," but then I just I I get kind of used to it. Are these things moving in these jars, or are they just they're just kind of floating around in the liquid? So they kind of just bubble, 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 you know, kind of bob I mean? around a bit. Okay, they bobble. Huh? Yeah, they're bobbleheads, sorta. I, I'm still kind of struggling to. The the idea of having parts in jars sounds sounds off, but maybe it's like pickles. Is that what it could be? Kind of like pickles, but like you don't eat you don't eat them because one time I opened the jar and then my mom screamed really really loud and then I got really really scared and then I didn't open it again. But she doesn't scream when I open pickle jars, so I I don't know. Maybe it's a little different. Okay, could be expensive pickles. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, has, and has, maybe the most expensive pickles look like eyeballs. And maybe they do. Pickles have eyeballs. What animal are pickles from? Uh, I think it's like a South African. I think it's like a snake, right, Doctor London? No, no. I think it's you know you you take a it's a plant. It's so it's not an animal at all. You're a plant. Uh, you know what? Uh, fuck. An industry plant. Uh, my question was, you know, like I, I remember as a kid going to uh, my parents' work sometimes, you know, like take your kid to work day and I would go to my dad 
to um, the sock factory and then I would go to my mom to the it was the other sock factory because one they would make they would make one of each like the right right foot ones and the left foot ones um and that was always super fun have you ever like kind of gone to work with your mom or has she ever included you in any of these like experiments or research or anything like that well sometimes I go to work with my mom uh, but then what happens is she goes into the lab and then what happens is I actually uh, don't go into the lab and then she actually locks me in the car in the parking lot. So I'm like, in the I kind of see the work, but I am kind of inside the parking lot. But actually it's okay because I get to look out the window a little bit, but then sometimes it gets kind of hot in the car. But then after like maybe, I don't know, like I don't know hours, like a lot of eight hours, ten, a lot of hours she comes back. So it's okay. Huh. So, so she she leaves you in the car during the daytime, you know, while it's while it's warm. Yeah, well, it's like kind of really hot. Like you ever feel like you're inside the oven and then the sun is coming down through the glass and then it sounds it feels like your skin is melting off a little bit. Yes. I I'm I'm not as familiar with that. Yeah. No, I trust me. I've been there. <laughs> I get myself locked in my car. Uh I've 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 had that happen a number of times. Well, so yeah, I definitely feel you. Well, your Cameron is kind of dodging the bigger issue. He's locked himself in his oven a lot more times. I would say. Yeah, I don't consider that locking myself. How do you get locked in? in the oven? Do you play hide and go seek and then hide in your oven and then you get stuck inside? Well, the so. I feel like saying locked in the oven is misleading because it's not locked. Like I can still open the door. It's just, yeah, it's just that I am stuck inside of there after I've gone in there. Is the oven on when you're inside of there? It, it, it was it, it was just like when I was a kid, I used to crawl into the oven all the time. And then, you know, I grew so quickly. I didn't realize how big I still was. And every few months I forget that. And, you know, I just... I end up in there. And Cameron also always turns on the oven before using it for any purpose, which... Well, yeah, it's cold in there otherwise. Would you crawl into the oven? Does it kind of make you feel like you're back in the mother's womb a little bit? Like it's kind of cozy because it's like oh, a it's small d- enclosed space that's yes. warm? It's definitely cozy. It's definitely just as wet. Um, And it's definitely sort of... It definitely has similar smells, but I think that might just be the smell of flesh that's sort of like heating up and, you know, I I can smell it better that way. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, No, and that's, that's good. So maybe we'll move on to the actual, the Nobel Prize situation, because that's really, that's sort of the most recent big development. Um within your your mother's career right sammy i don't know if was it a big deal at home to to learn that uh that 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 she'd won the prize and you know get all that funding um well yeah it's pretty cool i guess uh actually so what she was thinking of i was was just reminding me of it because of the oven of her next idea for her next prize she was hoping oh. to get was yeah so she's actually thinking of 
a little bit different from what she was doing before. Like, it's still kind of science. Like, she wants to be more of an inventor. And oh, so wow. she was um, going to come up with something called the Wuhooteris. Okay. So it's kind of like a uterus, uh, but like woohoo, like woohooterus, because it's like a napping pad that people can go into because people feel more comfortable when they're in the mother's womb. Is what she told me, which I think is kind of true because Cameron just told me he crawls into the oven. That's very true. I, I yeah, you're you're totally on the money right there. So she's gonna make a woohooterus for people to crawl inside, and then they feel like they're kind of back in the fetal state and in a really tight enclosed space. And then uh, she's hoping that will be her next Nobel Prize, maybe even. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I look. I don't know a bunch of a bunch about doctors like you, Doctor London, but I I have to assume that you know winning a Nobel Prize for genetic modifications and stem cell research and all this stuff, and then immediately pivoting to creating sort of like a sort of like a big blanket that you crawl inside is probably a rare career choice. But in that way, it, it seems like a brave career choice. So I can tell you inherited your mother's bravery. I know I don't have red hair like she does. No, yeah, that's true. So you're not brave. You're closer to Courage the Cowardly Dog, which we did mention before. Okay. Well, you know, I feel like we've kind of covered maybe everything that we can really cover and kind of, I don't know, like I feel like we aren't going to be more productive in terms of the medical education side of things. Well, do you guys well do you guys want to go to my birthday party though? Who's performing? Well, I don't know if anyone's performing, but you can meet my friend Craig. Do you know my friend Craig? Hmm. I'm not Craig. 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 Well, he always comes to my birthday parties. He well, it's because he gives the adults candy, like you know, like the kids have candy, like Skittles or something, and then he gives the grown up candy. But it doesn't really look like Skittles; it kind of does, but it's like white instead of all the colors. Because I guess the colors is for kids stuff. Oh uh, yeah, it could be closer to like a pixie stick or something like that. That's really cool. Yeah, then so then all the adults eat the candy, and then they always want Greg to come to the birthday parties. Well, he sounds like a pretty cool guy. I mean, yeah, I'll I'll definitely come if Craig's there and I can chill with him. Dr. London, are you, can you take you me there at least? Will you come to my birthday party? Because I don't have a lot of friends. Can you at least drive me there? Because my license is in the trash. Yeah. Yeah, it was revoked up to the last. It's not revoked. It was in the trash. I don't want to reach in there and get it out. It's covered in stuff now. I'm sorry. I'm so used to it because you kept saying revoked at first. And I yeah. picked up on it. But now, and then I corrected you. Anyway, we're back to this. Uh, anyway uh maybe i you know i don't you know i'm not i'm not sure on my schedule and everything but we we really should move on to just we do have to do one last thing we're you know we're not quite uh we we just we have chores we have to do our chores ah the dang chores i knew you were gonna bring that up yeah so should i do i'm gonna give the rundown yeah yeah if you could uh basically dr london and i were lazy for a very long time and we let our to-do list just kind of pile up and so we have like a thousand chores that we're just trying to knock off and so i created this fun chore wheel that we spin 
And whatever it lands on, whatever chore it lands on, we have to complete it and we're going to do it and just mark it off and then it's gone forever. Yeah. Well, it's gone forever until we have to do that chore again. And then Yeah, if the chore comes up again, like you don't just do the dishes once and then you've done the dishes forever. Oh, so now you believe that. Okay. So you want to go ahead and uh go ahead and give it a give it a, give it old spin, Dr. London? Yeah, actually Sammy, would you like to spin it? Okay, I'm pretty strong, so it's good that you asked me. All right. Okay, not this one. Uh, Dr. London, I thought you said we weren't going to get political. I know, and I don't want to get political, and this is... Aish. Um. Okay, so... Look, and once again, we we are in a political podcast. We know we we try to avoid topics of religion or politics because we just want the medical science. But we are citizens of a country. Um and this this country that we're in is the United States of America. And so anyway, this chore is uh choose choose your side in the election. Um We're choosing who we're voting for. Uh, Dr. Lund and I are unfortunately undecided voters. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we gotta, we gotta figure this out. I gotta vote for someone. Yeah. People keep telling me to vote. And if I don't, I think they're gonna kick my They'll ass. They'll hurt you. Yeah. So, yeah. um, anyway, so as we said earlier, Cameron has completely, he was blocked. Well, I blocked him from seeing any media coverage. So he does not know what's in the news aside from, you know, some of these medical, well, specifically the Nobel Prize stuff. So he's been pretty out of the loop. I've been busy with taking care of my patients. So I really haven't looked at the news much. So I set Cameron on a specific task to find out about uh, this election. Yeah, and I've done a lot of research, let me tell you, Dr. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time on this. Okay, so if you could just, and, and I don't want to lose listeners over us getting political, but but hear us out, because I think that we are able to tackle these issues pretty well. I mean, look, I, I keep reading about it, and, uh, uh, you know, yes, there's there's a lot of different beliefs on both sides, but I'm going to be completely honest, Dr. London, I'm having a hard time choosing between... Uh, Cleveland and Harrison. Yeah. And whenever you introduced me to this, because once again, we've both been pretty out of the loop. We've been kind of just focusing on our jobs. Um, apparently, uh, there's there's big sort of tariff issue. Um, yeah, that's putting it lightly. I mean, you know, President Cleveland, he is talking big about, you know, he's gonna he's going to make all these reductions in the tariffs. Whereas you got Harrison on the other side saying, I think the tariffs are kind of at an okay rate. Yeah. Okay. And it's, I mean, this has torn my family apart. They're screaming at each other over this. Everyone's like deleted each other out of the group chat. It's been a huge mess, Dr. Lennon. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just so much to do. And Sammy, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this. I don't know what a tariff is. Yeah, so, I'm sorry. So a tariff. Tariff was an old Pixar short from um before toy story was created it was sort of it was sort of a demo reel okay that sounds pretty cool okay so you're in favor you're pro tariff which that's which candidate what that that's which kid have you not been paying attention i'm to sorry it's been i'm having to teach you this 
I'm sorry. I know I, I know the two candidates, and I don't want to be one of the people who just picks a side because Harrison was okay with the Terrace. Harrison. Cleveland wanted to clear Cleveland wants to lower them. Okay. Substantially too. Okay, and Cleveland is the incumbent as well. We'll we'll find out. Um if he continues to be so anyway. Uh and other little I have little just fun facts some recent developments to bear in mind for this election that might influence our decisions things that happened during the incumbents you know time in power so uh the statue of liberty has been unveiled and dedicated by president cleveland so that's something to bear Mm -hmm. in mind i don't know if you're pro statue of liberty or anti um coca i I need i gotta i need to get up on the like on her crown to really make a judgment call on that. I've never been up there. Yeah. All right. And then Coca-Cola was introduced um, also during president Cleveland's time. And there's something about this Coke. I hope they don't change it. Cause right now. Whew. Okay. Um, it uh, gets you going. Yeah. Is that what you're trying to, yeah. Is that what you're trying Pep to say? My Dr. Step. Um, yeah. So, uh, Let's see. Also under Cleveland, let's see. There, oh, the the postal service started their special delivery service, and I need my packages. So, um, anyway, I think that's that's about it. Uh, hopefully, we have enough sort of to go on, you know, to pick our candidates. You know what? I'm just gonna be honest, and I know that this is sort of throwing my vote away. And it's not going to make a difference, but I sort of got to stand up for what I believe in. I am going to vote for Kanye West. Okay. Okay, and it's going to be it's going to be a little bit off for me as well, um, because I I'm not really in favor of these of either candidate. So, like tariffs, messing with tariffs at all to me is just a no no go. You don't want to change them. You don't want to mess with them either. If they have a position on it, I'm against it. So. You're just anti-tariff discussion. Yeah, yeah. If it comes up, there's a problem. So for me, yeah. I am voting uh, actually on you know a different ticket. It's not the most common. It's the Prohibition Party. I really think yeah. this is going to make it, and it's going to be a staying party. So for that, um, I am endorsing uh, formally, I guess, uh, Clinton B. Fisk for president. Old Fisky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, you know, long live old Fiskies, what I say, as our president. Yep. So, so I mean, hopefully it comes down to either Kanye West or old Fisky. Yeah, Clinton B. Fisk, that's right. Okay, so I guess we'll, um, I, hopefully, I haven't really checked the schedule for when to vote or any of that, but uh, I'm assuming that tomorrow would be a good day to stop by. What's the method to get rid of the chore wheel? Because I feel like we did it now. We we decided. I think DJ Dylan has to use the remove the chore from the chore wheel wheel. Right, right, right. It's a wheel that spins so fast it it kind of obliterates the wheel. Yeah, it it obliterates the specific chore that you angle it against. Yeah, and a lot of you know at a certain frequency it will obliterate also people's hearing ability within the area and that's just part of the process 
Yep, that's part of the process. So, DJ Dylan, can you just go ahead and spin the chore removing chore wheel removing wheel? I think was it. DJ Dylan, go ahead and spin that wheel of removing a chore from the chore wheel wheel. Yes. Okay. Yep. I, I did lose some part of my hearing there. Okay. Um. All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps things up, right? All right. Thank you to our guest, Sammy. Um, you know, I, I... Okay, I gotta go nap now. Yeah, uh, and, and say hi to your mom for us. Hopefully she can be on sometime. Um, you know, and we'll yeah. see you at your birthday party. <gasps> oh, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so glad you guys are coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, It'll be me and you and you and Craig. Oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. Okay. Uh, well, and also thank you to uh, Cameron, our producer. Thank you to Digital in the House. Yeah, well, she works sometimes, but then, well, so I was watching her work the other day, and then I was saying, Mom, 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 because I wanted her to look at something cool. I mean, because she doesn't really pay a lot of attention to me, but it's okay. But then she said I was being soul-sucking. And I don't know what a soul is. Do you guys know what a soul is? Do you guys know what a soul is? Sometimes I go to work with my mom, but then what happens is she goes into the lab and then what happens is I actually don't go into the lab and then she actually locks me in the car. My name is DrLondonSmith.com, and this has been the Jock Doc Podcast. See ya. My mommy, she actually locks me in the car. My mommy, she actually locks me in the car. My mommy, she actually locks me in the car. As you pull up to the opera house, you pause for a moment. Wow, look at you now. It seems like just yesterday, just this morning even, You were a disgusting, unhygienic, fat lard who could barely occasionally bother to clean your toes with a scrub brush. But here you are today at the Opera House, a place where only fancy types with elegant tastes visit for entertainment. And to think, your entertainment used to be watching mold grow inside of your navel. But enough of your past life. You step out of the cab, taking in the sights of tuxedoed and elaborately gowned humans milling about. Some are giving you odd looks. One fancy lady in particular pauses to look at you from head to toe, frowns, then tosses you a shiny coin. Wow, this is definitely not like your old life. As you walk forward towards the entrance to the opera house, a woman in your wake gags. You nod to a smiling gentleman on your right, and as you pass him, His smile turns crooked, and he vomits right there on the pavement. People around you begin shouting words like security and difficult to breathe as a path is suddenly cleared ahead of you. Then, some men in uniform marked security step forward and ask you to follow them, please. Wow, a real escort. Huh, back toward the street. 
As they hail a cab, it begins to dawn on you that maybe the vehicle is meant to transport you away, and that maybe you still bear the markings of your past life, and maybe, just maybe, your attempt to fix your life by visiting an idealized pastime was not necessarily well thought out. Speaking of fixing your life, don't forget to leave a five-star review of the Jock Talk podcast in which you share about your exploits into the realm of operatic self-care. And consider supporting us by becoming a patron on the Jock Talk podcast Patreon. And while you're at it, go ahead and share the Jock Talk podcast with a friend or foe. You can send them a link to your favorite episode or just send them our handy website, jockdogpodcast.com. And don't forget to take a peek at our posts on social media. We are at Jock Talk Podcast. Thanks for listening. 